Hello and welcome to episode 76 of Dial H for Hero Clicks, where I am your host Hunter Smith and we're spreading the Christmas cheer here with my good friend and cousin Austin Smith. How's it going everyone? And of course uh, Drew the Christmas Grinch, Clicksmith the Grinch. Is, is out stealing presents and... And uh, yeah, he's stealing them out of, he works at Amazon, people think, oh yeah, he just works there because it's a good job, dependable money, you know, he's a... Uh, oh my gosh, he did swap there right before the holiday season, yep. it all makes sense now. I'm sure he's got a horde of uh, Xbox Ones and PS4s and just kind of slide into, oh, they won't miss uh, this this piece out of this uh, home entertainment system, oh, I'll get another piece out of this, and nobody will be the wiser, they'll just think they got shit <laughs> missing parts. Uh, but uh, Drew is still on his uh, alternate work schedule for the holidays at Amazon, but he is supposedly going to be back next week. You know what I find really sad right now? I actually miss the asshole. I'm starting to adjust a little bit. If you're missing him, then <laughs> if I'm missing him, there it's been a while. It's getting pretty bad. <laughs> so today we actually finally have a, a tiny bit of news to talk about. Then we're going to continue the Meta Toolkit series. Uh, today's topic is going to be, I'm calling it Big and Tall Section in the Hero Clicks world, as Austin cracks beer. Yeah, we'll call it a beer. In the Hero Clicks world, these are the beefers, as we like to call them on the podcast, the big points piece. I love me some beefers. We're going to talk about them, and then we'll do Austin's game show. We will officially give it a name at the end of the podcast, and then do some community section. So let's kick it off with the news. Our tiny piece of news this week Which is, actually, I like this. I do too because I really like all the dials. I do, uh, I do too. We got the dials for the next monthly OP series. These are pieces for the team bases for Justice League and for the 2x2 two two Teen Titans. Not the new Teen Titans, but the other one, right? Is it? Or is it? No, it's new Teen Titans. T zero zero one new Teen Titans. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry. Yeah. So Justice oh, holy League. Crap, that's a good power for it too. Justice League and New Teen Titans. We have Black Canary. She has Batman Ally and Justice League team abilities. Six range, seventy seven points. Birds of Prey, Justice Society, Justice League, and Ooh, Team Seven. Team Seven. She ignores Henry Train on movement. Has a trait that lets her be used on the team base instead of Aquaman. And while she's on there, the they can use her asset power, which is Precision Strike, so not yeah, bad. Yeah, Justice League really doesn't need Precision Strike. <laughs> she starts with Running Shot, Pulse Wave, Super Senses, and a special damage of Force Blast. When she uses Force Blast, if you roll a 4 to 5, deal the target 1 penetrating damage. If you roll a 6, deal the target 2 penetrating damage. That would be a Very... useful pop-off if you could pop her off. On that, like if you're having a piece that you're having trouble damaging, yeah. you could just you know pop her off, get guaranteed damage. That's always nice. Yeah. Uh, is I guess as long as they didn't have charge or reflexes. It's a fifty percent, but yeah. The um, rest of the dial is really uh, strange. It or not strange, but different from the opening click. She turns into more of a melee piece. She gets sidestep, alternates with some charge. She gets. Close combat expert and Some sidestep CC on click three too. Then a special attack power cry of the canary. She can use precision strike. 
When she does and hits, after actions resolve, give the hit character an action token. If they can't be given an action token, deal them one penetrating damage. You know what I would love to put on her? Freaking sniper rifle and the Doc Ock arms. Well, I mean, you could say that about any piece. Yeah, but I mean, particularly given a precision strike to give an action token and deal one penetrating if they already have two. You know, I already have somebody who fills that hole in my life. And his name is Constrictor. That's true. He does dirty things to people. I can. I'm not even going to touch that one. I'm now we have making... my new favorite. This is. My, I knew you were going to love the this hell out of this one. Definitely my new favorite Wonder Woman. I'm going to play the shit out of it. I know, and I'm not looking forward to. So, she actually, if I recall correctly, all the other Wonder Womans, the only team abilities I've ever had are JLA or JL uh, JSA. I think pretty much on the horse one. I think she has just JSA. So this one actually has Superman, Ally, and Mystics. Now, for the Superman ally, she does not have range, but she will use it for her outwit, which she has on most of her dial. She's a whopping 180 points, but she's pretty worth it. Um, she's got Amazon Deity, Justice League, Trinity, Warrior Keywords, Traded Super Strength, Flight and Indom, Opening Click, she's got Charge and Sidestep, an 11 Attack, 18 Impervious, and 4 Damage Outwit. So, I mean, she's got a... Right there, just if you just want a heavy hitter, she's got charge sidestep. Um, if she can pick up an ultra heavy after outwitting defense, she could easily hit for seven damage. Then she alternates that charge sidestep with regular flurry. And then the last four clicks of her dial are a little different. She alternates flurry and charge. She has a her attack values are 11, 11, 10, 10, 10, 10, 9, so pretty solid. Damage four, three, 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 three. So, and again, she has traded super strength. So she's pretty solid. She's not amazing or anything, but she, she's definitely a, a piece I'm looking forward to playing the a lot. Stop click. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to miss her stop click. So on click number seven, she has seven total. She gets a stop click. The new God of War. So this is the new 52 version of Wonder Woman. She can use combat reflexes when turning the dial and this power is revealed. Stop turning the dial. And once per game, you may roll a d6 and heal her of half the result. If you do, she can use Battle Fury. So if you healed the most, she'd be- end up back on Blades, Flurry, Invul if you roll a 6. Correct. That's pretty sweet. Correct. Yeah, I forgot to mention she picks up Blades on the last four. Oh, and half the too. result, actually. That's a 5 or 6. Yeah, half the result. So Since it's not minus 2, yeah. There's a 33% chance of healing 3, 33 of getting 2, so I like it. I mean, at the minimum, I, I like it better than regen because at the minimum, you're at least healing one. Yeah. And then you're going to get the stop again. Yeah, the stop click. Yeah, the stop click will keep happening. It's the once per game rolling to heal that will only trigger once per game. But remember, uh, she has mystics. Hey, not just that. That D6 can be re-rolled. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm digging this dial, man. I'm I like liking it. it. And then lastly, we have Wonder Girl. She is for, again, the new Teen Titans. She also has Amazon keyword, thankfully. Amazon and Teen Titans. For range, Titans. Team ability, flight and indom. 110 points. Uh, 110 points. She kicks. She starts off hypersonic impervious with 11 and 4 on attack and damage. And then gets a special attack power for mid-dial with charge flurry. Special attack power of lasso of persuasion. When she hits an opposing character with two action tokens, 
After action is resolved, she can use Mind Control as a free action targeting that character. She's not bad either for her point value. Not just that, but pop-off-wise, a 10 hypersonic with 11 attack, 4 damage is not bad. Um, she provides a asset ability that gives the team base support and flight. Which, think about that Raven with support on the team base. You pop Raven off and you just heal her back up if you don't want to waste your pop. Um, I forgot to mention Wonder Woman's team base ability, which gives uh, combat reflexes. Which I think that's the normal I, Yeah, I, think, I believe it is. You can find these on the unit section. I should have mentioned that before we spoiled them, but you can find these now on the HC Realms unit section. Yeah. I'm very happy with these. Like, as I said, I love this OP system. I think they're doing a great job with it. The fact that we get one new sculpt, one sculpt reuse, and one, like, alternate sculpt from a different set that's brought forward to use on the team base is cool. The fact that team bases are still getting some utility and new stuff is really cool. I'm really hoping we get those in this week uh, so I can grab Wonder Woman Saturday. You just want to play that Wonder Woman every week. And so, like, if you get her one week earlier, you're just going to... That'll be your Christmas present. They still haven't nailed the perfect Wonder Woman yet, but that's pretty close. It's getting there. Uh, That's pretty good. If she had, like, four range, she'd be perfect. Yeah, that's pretty close for a new 52 Wonder Woman. Um, Let's see. So that's going to do it for news. We'll move into the main topic. We're continuing our Meta Toolkit series. If you've missed any of the previous iterations of this... Shame on you then uh, go back and check them out. But what we've been doing is giving you guys an idea, whether you're a new player or a seasoned veteran, an idea of in modern age, what are the pieces to be aware of, or maybe you want to pick all these pieces up and give them all a try. If anything sounds interesting to you, these are pieces that are worth spending your money on, I guess is really what it boils down to. So we did support, uh, we did resources first, then we did support figures, Today we're starting off with the figures, um, with the attackers, but we're starting with the high points guys first, and then ne- the next time we will do the mid tier because that thing is going to be a long episode. That that tier probably has more uh, more figures than the rest of it, than the rest of these sections. Today, every piece that we talk about has to be more than 150 points. And it has to be very, very good for its point value. So those are the two iterations that we'll be talking about. We separated them into team bases and then others, just basically normal figures. We have four team bases to talk about. I kind of didn't want to include X-Men Blue, but I, I went ahead and threw it in there since it has seen some meta play. Hey, I like X-Men it's Blue been a, a It's been a little while, but it has done had some success for sure. So we went ahead and, and threw that in here too. So what we'll do is Austin and I will alternate quickly giving a sentence or two about why this figure that we're talking about at that moment really deserves to be on the list. I'll kick us off with Hellfire Club team base from the Wolverine X-Men at the 200 point level is where it's best. The the best thing about the Hellfire Club is it doesn't die. Is it doesn't die. (laughs) Um, It has solid pop-offs. The base itself doesn't deal much damage. You know, this isn't the Justice League team base where everybody's where it can deal pretty reliable damage. This thing is kind of it's a bag of tricks, really, is what it yeah. what it is. Um, it has certain special powers that helps it stay alive longer, whether through like Mastermind or taking damage through certain special damage effects that helps it reduce things and. Then you factor in Black King, and he's really the main reason that this thing works the way it does, is because you can pop off Black King, he has a shit ton of clicks of life, 
and the more damage he takes, the better his dial gets. So what happens is you try to make your opponent waste a lot of time focusing on Black King. If they don't focus on Black King, he can deal reliable damage. Um, if they do focus on Black King, you try to uh, get a hit in, put him back on the team base, and heal him back up, basically, to where he came off at. Some of my most frustrating games that clicks have involved this team base. Then Austin's going to talk about the Justice League team base. Once again, some of my most frustrating teams of clicks have involved this team base. Now, these days with the new rules, it's not as nasty, yeah, it's not, of course, as it used to be. It's still pretty brutal, but it's not as bad. Um, at 300 points, what you're getting for this thing is just ridiculous. You get a Batman ally, Justice League, and Superman ally on it, which is great. Um, it's just the options. There is some. There is nothing this thing really can't do. I mean, at points it's got hypersonic, it's got running shot, um, it's got it, some of the best assets out of any of these freaking things. Yeah. Um, Batman particularly is brutal. I really like Aquaman's. Or wait, not Batman. Which one am I thinking of? Um, I, oh, the Batman pop-off is really good. Maybe yeah. that's what you're thinking of. So you can pop off the Batman who doesn't let um, char- opposing characters within so many squares uh, ignore pushing damage. Uh, Superman's really good with the reducing damage by the additional one. Aquaman, which you start off the game on. You, another good thing about this team is you start off the game on two of its best uh, asset abilities, Aquaman yep. and Cyborg. Oh man, it's just <coughs> it's just hard to explain. Like really, everything makes this thing good. It's what you get for three hundred points is super value. Like one of these days when this passes to the Silver Age threshold, Drew's gonna have to dedicate an entire episode to this damn thing. Next up, we have New Mutants, for, also from Wolverine the, yeah, and I love X-Men. this one. I like it best at 200 points. That's where you see it played the most. Uh, that way, for only 50 extra points, you just got an extra action per turn out of it. And you're going to need it because it has excellent, excellent pop-offs. This is another base, kind of like the Hellfire Club, where it itself... It does have a good opening click with running shot psychic blast and but its other clicks are really yeah. But after that, it kind of it's a very wonky dial. It really jumps. It's a bag around. of skittles. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it uh, what it's really for is having amazing pop offs with sunspot, with um, uh, what's his name? I always forget his name. Oh wow, I hate you because is I would know it had you not say, yeah. I think it's Warlock. And Magic is also a good one. Uh, Wolfsbane can get through reliable close combat damage. Uh, Magma has penetrating poison. Um, Sunspot's usually one of the best pop-offs though because he has running shot pulse wave. But anyways, sure. for only 200 points, you get to pop off those guys at their full point values. That's what's crazy about this base compared to the rest of them. You know, we talked about Justice League. The, when they come off the Justice League, they're at their lower clicks on the yeah. dials, and they can be taken out pretty quickly. With the New Mutants, they're fresh for only 200 points, so really you get a lot of bang for your buck points-wise. The other big thing that's really good with this team base is the fact that it has access to the New Mutants ATA for its pop-offs, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, and the, um, the well, not for the pop-offs, because they wouldn't have the ATA, but you can assign it to the base itself. Gotcha. And then the traits really help them live longer. Uh, when New Mutants KOs an opposing character with an attack, give each other opposing character an action token. That's very, very useful, of oh, course. Yeah. And then self-sacrifice. When a character that began the game attached to New Mutants would be KO'd, you may remove a character from this base and remove it from the game. T- 
turn the damage character to its last non-KO click and heal it of two damage. So you can pop off whichever one of these guys you need the most and basically give it extra longevity. If, if it you pop off a piece that gives the enemy problem, like Sunspot, if they can't deal with Pulse Wave, they focus on Sunspot and you just keep him alive longer with your trade by pop, by sacrificing someone else off the base. So. Yep. Very good. And then last but not least, we have X-Men Blue. Actually, maybe slightly least. X-Men Blue Strike Force. Now, there's one thing that brutally makes this thing very effective, and that is Gambit. I was going to say, would it be a handsome, a devilishly handsome man in a trench coat? Oh, always, always a devilishly handsome the, man in a trench coat on this show. Charming smile and a nice uh, accent. All the rest of the value on pop-offs does not even compare to what you get from Gambit on this with his, uh, his energy explosion and throwing objects. It's absolutely nuts. And I'm still, I've still, I mean, it doesn't see a lot of meta play. I'm shocked it never got eroded or anything like that. Because in the, like, in the right situations, you, you're talking potentially 20 damage in some situations oh, yeah. off of him. For sure. And we've seen him play to great effect. You just pop him off, you pick up an object, and you toss it. And then if you ever want to pop him back on, no big deal. The base itself also has, on top dial for 300 points, you're looking at a 5 damage, which, if I recall, Justice League's only a 4 top, isn't it? Yep, but it has super strength. Oh, that's true. Um, it doesn't have a moving attack on its first click, but it does have a sidestep. Really what this base is good about is all of their powers and the characters you pop off really do, they benefit each other based on the fact they're pop-offs. Like, it's all about cycling the characters on and off and what you need and stuff like that. It's really, it's a smart team base. It's mm-hmm. one of those that, like, if you play smart with it... It's about you, the alpha strike first, and then it's a smart yeah. team base, yeah. Whereas, like, Justice League and even New Mutants can hold its own over the course of the game um, just by brute tactics and pop-offs and stuff like that. This one you really have to be smart with once that alpha's gone. Uh, I really like, when I've played it a couple times, I really like the non-PD cannonball, where you throw wolf, when you remove Wolverine through normal solo adventure, you can place him eight squares away, within eight yeah. squares line of fire, and then he can be given an additional action as a free action, and he usually comes in with blades and a decent attack value. So, I've always had a lot of success with the, with the cannonball from Wolverine. Um... And then if you can get the base onto Rogue's Steel Energy asset, it's a good one to go on to because she's usually one of your worst pop-offs. So I usually try to get it to Rogue and then just kind of chill. I like the uh, trait, too, with Executioner Song where you can sack a character basically for a guaranteed hit. So that finishes up the team base section of the big and tall. And now we're going to get into the normal figures. We're going to start with one of the lowest point figures on here. One that drew, but the one that will probably live longer than all of these big beefy pieces, and that is Absorbing Man, or we like to call him Uru Man because this is the Uru Metal version. The number one O three, he was from an OP kit in the Iron Man set. So what he does, if you're unfamiliar with him, is he lives. He's super hard to damage. He he has a defense power that when he's dealt damage or healed, roll a D six. Absorbing Man ignores the damage dealt or healed unless it's the same result of the D6. This power can't be countered or ignored. So you basically have to get lucky. Oh, yeah. Uh, you need to hit him for one, two, three, four, five. You need to hit him for five to kill him. So you're going to at least get... So, yeah, you, you would have to hit for five out the gate, which there aren't a lot of pieces that hit for five out the gate. Um, with perplexes, maybe RCE or something, yeah. 
Um, but you're going to have to either waste an object to hit that or something. And chances are you're wasting it because, again, you have to roll. The roll has to be exactly... It's a 1 in 6 chance. Yeah, so uh, what's a 1 in 6 chance? Is it It's 12, 15. I thought it... Oh, wait. Is no, it 12.5? No, or maybe it is around 15. 1 in 6 would be... Uh, Let's see. I so think it'd be about. I think it's 17, about seventeen. Sixteen, seventeen percent. Yeah, seventeen sounds right. That'd be ninety-eight when you multiply it all up. Shut the door. Yeah, yeah. He just he lives for a long time. Super hard to damage. Um, if you can absorb a heavy, he can be decent. And then uh, the Asgardian ATA is worth using on him to give him willpower on his top click. Chances are he's not going to take you know go off of his top click because he's so hard to damage. And any resource that can give him willpower can really help him go a long way. Yeah, we've seen Gauntlet played to good effect on him. We've seen uh, power batteries used. We've seen basically everything used on him. So next up is Bizarro. At any point value, but usually probably around 275 and then spending 25 on resources. Yeah. As your primary beater, Bizarro is just... He doesn't die. He can't take more than one damage or else he just knocks a token off. Um, At those kind of point values too, it becomes a game involving the clock. Because if he's healing and dealing damage and everything, he just has to kill one of your weaker figures. If the Bizarro is all your opponent has, it's it's almost impossible. I don't want to say almost impossible, but it's it's rough to kill him in 45 minutes with a good heal on him and everything and try to take the game. Yeah, if there are, unless he comes through the watch list changed like we hope he will, uh, where he can't heal anymore. If he has a source of healing like an Anger's Hammer or anything else, that Grand Steel Energy, he is very nasty, especially with now with access to the Star Sapphire Ring, oh, yeah. making your opponents take a click of Mystics on every time that they damage you. And then on top of that, the Shape Change Super Senses dials are rough, and then the other just Super Senses dials alone are rough. And then you got Imperv. I mean, like, this guy's just a monster. So we talked about this next figure last week whenever oh, yeah. we talked about Flash Meta Potential. Engineer is a figure that I added on here at 175. Now, granted, I like her better at her cheaper option as far as bang for the buck, but I still feel like at 175 right now she has enough uh, potential to to maybe be to really deserve a slot on this on this list. But we'll have to see. You know, time will tell whether she sees play at 175 or not. Yeah. What gets her on here is her trait. She can. You give her a free action, choose a standard atta- speed, attack, and damage power. She can use those powers until her next turn. That's why she's here. Similar to another uh, figure we're going to talk about a little later, the Super Scroll Chase, is that she has lot options, and she can change them depending upon the situation that you're in. And when you're going up against really tough teams that have some kind of mechanic that gives you a lot of trouble, this is the kind of trait that you need to really be a jack-of-all-trades. Like. Yep. You don't want your team to be focused and then have a bad, bad matchup. She helps you get around bad matchups. And then at 175, that last 25 easily fills out with an entity or something like that, which um, can give her the defense power she needs because she only sits on toughness and super senses. She Her trait also has a little bit of meta help by really nerfing the Red Lantern ring. And then the only bad thing about her, though, is that her trait to pick powers is a free action. So She's if we're down. talking about the meta game, we're talking about White Witch and the Green Lantern Ring really having an effect on her big time. But if the risk is worth it, I I think the risk is worth it running her in on your team. Uh, then Austin can talk about the easy choice this oh, man. on this list. Uh, Warlight One Hundred Seven Kyle Rayner, the Green Lantern version, which was an LE from the set. 
Kyle Rayner's just he's a monster. The amount of the amount of, for 180 points, I would honestly say he's one of the higher value pieces around that point value ever made. Um, he's got a mid dial stop click that's just nuts. Which stop clicks at the end dial are already like a pain in the ass. Like they're high value at the end, but when you have one mid dial with a 12195 for his attack defense damage, and then outwit on top of it. I mean, he's brutal, and then on top of that, he picks up duo attack mid-dial, where he can teleport around between each attack, and the ability to attach a construct, like wall, which shuts down ranged attackers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I've had to play against this piece quite a few times now, and there's nothing like it yet. The, and you didn't even mention his, like, once he gets on a stop click, it's even then hard to get him off of it. Because his defense shoots up to a 19, and he has impervious oh, yeah, imperv quintessence, and quintessence that can't be ignored, so you can't even pulse wave him. I and never even knew that, out, actually. You can't outwit it either, because it, it gives him quintessence. So you have to straight get through that impervious, either with Psychic Blast or Exploit, or a lucky or a bad luck roll on the Kyle Rayner side. Shuma Gorath is still on this list, although he may be making his exit pretty soon. He's 200 points. I think between between Doctor and the loss of Mole Man, I think we've kind of seen his swan song. I think the I don't think Doctor affects it, but yeah, the losing Mole Man obviously is the huge is the huge thing. Uh, he's usually best with Power Plant or Book of Skulls. He has 10 range, Mystics and Power Cosmic, and some really good traits. His first one is you choose the highest point opposing character, and as long as that character is alive. You can free heal Shumagorath of one damage at the beginning of each of your turns. Uh, and again, he has Mystics. Then his other trait gives him Flurry Plasticity, and when he's given an action that includes a close combat attack, all squares within range of 5 and line of fire are considered adjacent. Yep. He has a 12 attack, 5 damage on opening click. He's, of course, a Colossal and he flies. 10 range. And Prob on top of that 12-5. Yeah, 10 range. So usually the best thing... Uh, is to give him the rings because and just really take advantage of his massive range. Mind control him into position and then just let him shit blast somebody for yeah. like eight psychic blast energy explosion. <laughs> An eleven ring. range, twelve six damage with the electro blast ring. I mean that's just with nuts. two bolts. Yeah, and then give and then impact beam plus flame blast or whatever you've gotten to put on him at that point. Yeah, I mean. If if you're he does have a couple squares on his dial clicks on his dial where if you get stuck on him it, and you can't heal you're kind of in trouble like click number three and number six and number five kind of too, um, but for the most part he's got a really solid dial but it, it's really best if you can keep him on top click where he can just really the one big you. thing I think he suffers from and that's, that's the reason I think personally that like. Um, the lack, the lack of Mole Man's really what kills him is he, he doesn't have move and attack top dial though. He's only got phase teleport. So without Mole Man to give him that extra free action to move him in position and get those hits in, he's really kind of relying on that 10 range. Um, but when you get that alpha strike out, especially with power plant and you're looking at those high damage values that high everything, um, you can potentially get one huge hit on your opponent's big piece and, Potentially win the game off that if you ride it out right with Mystics and everything. Oh, for sure. Then I know you would love to talk about your man, Tony. I do, but not this particular version. 
Um, and we're talking about Silver Centurion. Um, Silver Centurion, of course, everyone knows, has the torpedo he pops off. Um, it builds up tokens turn after turn and then moves that far, runs into someone for a lot of damage. Um, particularly this piece at 161 points, he brings a lot of value to the table. Um, he's got eight range. He's got a good assortment of move and attack and stealth. Um, great reducers for the first half of his dial. Shape change. He ignores damn near everything. No pin sigh, no poison, no pulse wave. Um, and that power can't be ignored, of course. Um, he's brutal. I mean, he's really hard to take down. Um, and you have to wait on that torpedo. He gives you the tempo that you need to make your opponent come to you for range teams. You can set yourself up and just wait. Um, I really, I, I've played him probably like three times now in serious games. Um, I really enjoy the advantages he brings. Um, he's just, he's an asshole to take down, especially if you give him willpower and he's just running around the map with nothing to slow him down. If you, this just reminded me, if you guys want information on Silver Centurion or Absorbing Man, we have the those rules explanation videos I did on our pod, on our uh, YouTube channel for our podcast. It's been a very long time since I posted anything on there since my cat destroyed my camera. <laughs> but um, I still we still have some very useful uh, videos on that utility clicks utility videos on there. And uh, a couple of them are rules explanation pieces that cover a couple of these pieces that we'll be talking about today. Next up, we have Super Scroll, the Chase version. This is a new addition to this uh, to this this topic, but he's a worthy one. I mean, he costs 170 points, which is hefty. But if you look, he has eight clicks of life. He has his, of course, the zombie traits that help him stay alive. He has Steel Energy on some clicks there, and then he also has the ability to choose powers in between and can choose Steel Energy again from those. So he all basically always has access to steel he energy. He's a better engineer to me. He's an engineer with who took the kid gloves off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he his dial already has solid I mean he has charge uh Sized. solid values most of the time he's a 10 or 11, most of the time he's a 3 or 4 on damage with perplexes or close combat expert. He always has either Perplex or Close Combat Expert, so he's always going to be at least a 3 damage, yeah. usually a 5. Um, improved movement, ignoring characters, so you can just move away from whoever the hell he feels like it. Scrolls TA, so that 1 in 6 attacks miss him. Um, it, the only downfall he has over Engineer is that he has the chance to take damage based on how many powers he takes. Mm-hmm. But if you're smart about it, you're very unlikely to take... Like, yeah. If you're just picking the one power <laughs> you need uh, in each situation... I will say this piece takes a lot of... I think it would take a lot of skill to really do really well with. Yeah. You you really need to master the dial, what clicks are going to be on what, so you know which powers to choose in certain situations. Because you don't want to... You don't want to choose... If you're on click number two, you really want... You, you would maybe want to consider taking steel energy and healing back up to your 11, 11 for if you're having trouble hitting an attack. Or if you... Say you're on click number four... And you need charge. Yeah. You know, you might you might go ahead and choose something that really helps you get guaranteed damage through to get back up on to, to charge. Like there's I feel like you would need to know the dial really well so you know when to choose what when. Yeah. And what's coming up. He particularly flur uh he excels really in no tactics games really because he is shut down the same way engineer is because it is a free action to choose his powers, but he at least has solid stuff on his dial in case that does happen, whereas engineer doesn't. 
Next up is Tachyon. Tachyon, because hypersonic pulse wave was a great idea. Um, Tachyon himself is already a solid piece at 175. You're looking at a 10, 11, 18, 3 on the top dial with 7 range quintessence. Um, he's got a trait, uh, you can give him a free action once per game to use perplex or prob and opposing, and choose perplex or prob. Opposing characters can't target him with the chosen power this turn. That's huge. For 175 points, telling your opponents they can't make you re-roll your attacks on your tent pole, but it's opposing characters, so you can still re-roll your own attacks. Um, perplex, of course, is useful too if you have, uh, if you're going up against yellow lanterns or anything like that, um, that usually have really brutal, um, buff downs with uh, perplex um his movement power is nuts with hypersonic pulse wave and when he hypersonics he can use pulse wave instead of a ranged combat attack um and then his damage powers he can use prob when he's hit with a ranged combat attack he may immediately place a blocking terrain marker in an adjacent square that marker remains on the map until destroyed or your next turn even if this power is lost um invincible top dial on top of all that he's just a solid piece for 175 like i i love him yeah, I mean, I almost I almost didn't include him, just because I think he's one of those pieces that's really good, but I don't feel like he's quite in the top echelon to where he'll see, he'll be super effective in meta play. And, and really, he hasn't proven that yet either. I don't think he's won a rock yet, and usually, I mean, back when I was doing the Quarry Podcast and looking at every top 16 uh, ROC and discussing it and everything... I feel like we never really talked about him being in the top three, four, even. It was always like there's a couple sprinkled in in the bottom of the top 16. Like it always would lose to the most efficient teams. Yeah. Uh, I think mainly because he doesn't hit quite hard enough. He, ha- I mean, he has an 11-3, but you're, you're talking about a piece that would need a ton of perplexes to get that damage up. Whereas other pieces we talk about, oh, yeah, only has three damage, but he can use super strength to get it up. No, with him... He's pulse-waving. That's what he's here for. That's why he costs 175 points. And you're going to need some other pieces on the team that really help, utility-wise, help him out. One thing that kind of helps him out that we we got in Flash, actually, was the cheap TKers. Because then you can put him into position and pull him out of position a lot better. Um, Really, he needs an entity. For 175, you need to slap an entity on there, give him that 4 damage. Maybe um, one that has move and attack on clicks four through seven because that's when that's I've, another crippling thing when he gets when down. I have played him once he gets hit, especially if he gets hit with a ranged attack, he's a sitting duck because he all he has is phasing. I mean, he does have seven range, but you really are wanting to heal him back up to that hypersonic pulse wave. Mm-hmm. And if you can't heal him up to that hypersonic pulse wave, you're just sitting there waiting for your opponent to finish. He has an expensive chance at 175. I think he his glass jaw is really what kills him though. But if you can keep him alive, he can be Oh, he can run the board. He can be crazy effective cuz he's the only piece in the entire game that can hypersonic pulse wave. Next up is another new addition. Case, oh, of course you would add this one. KC Flash. I hate this best. 195 points. We've talked about him last week. Uh so I won't go too in depth with him especially since most of you guys probably listened last week. He has crazy high movements and defenses. He's super hard to hit. He would potentially be incredibly hard to take down if you could give him some kind of resource. I feel like he's even better in resource uh, available uh, formats just because you can give him extra... (laughs) You can turn him from crazy defense to 
impossible defense. I mean, you can turn us 19 super senses into a, oh, I have a 21 because I have Sinestro plus shield, and you have, uh, and then you're taking minus two from my uh, Sinestro match. You know, like, yeah. there's there's potential to really, really make them impossible to hit. And last week, I forgot to mention this. I texted Austin right afterwards. I was listening to our podcast, and I was like, I forgot to mention the most broken idea I had with KC Flash. Uh, whenever we talked about him last week, I forgot to mention putting Parallax on this guy would be by far the most beneficial thing out of any, even out of any resource, because Parallax, his dial matches up perfectly with the things that this Flash needs. This Flash has an eleven three top dial. Uh, Parallax has a twelve four, so you're always going to be able to bump either your attack or damage, either one, whichever one you need the most. And that's, take an that goes for the first three clicks. Yeah. Then on the first three, on the first two clicks, where KC Flash has super senses, Parallax can give you impervious or invincible. He can also give you stealth if you really, really needed it. I mean, I that's what you want in your entity. You want an entity that gives you the modifiers you need and the powers you need. And Parallax is freaking perfect. Oh, yeah. And not only that, whenever Flash goes onto his bottom dial, the 5 through 8, where he has the crazy super senses, at those t- he his attack and damage really dips down. Parallax's damage is still higher, and he still has, in for most of it, for two of yeah, yeah. at the least, toughness. So I really, really like this combination. And not only that, remember, all the crazy combos we've been talking about with KC Flash has been with a Sinestro battery. So you're giving KC Flash the Sinestro core keyword before he gets assigned the ring, therefore buffing his defense and all his values except, or yeah, all his values, right? Yeah. Or is it but damage? All of them but damage. Plus one. So he's now already going to have a 20 defense just from the ring. That's before any effects of his constructs and before the trait from the battery kicks in. Do When you pull stats from an entity, does it pull off your base stats or stats with modifiers? I can't remember. Your base stat. So We'll, if, we'll read it real quick. And one combat value and one possessor's die are higher than printed. Yeah. Yep. So even with the ring bonuses and stuff, you could still pick that 12 yep. or that That's what I'm saying. You're already making him out the gate a 20 defense. That opponent, and then you give him other things on top of it. That's Lord, a retarded that combination. I'm sure I'm not the first person to think of that. So I'm sure somewhere out there, people have already had their hopes and dreams of Heroclix crushed by that combination. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, then lastly is one of my favorite figures of all time, and one that I just played this past week was... I wish I would have got to destroy him, but somebody chickened out and had to go save somebody's life. <laughs> We're talking about Warstar, and he's a piece... He probably doesn't deserve a spot on this list, just because he hasn't proven himself enough times, but he's one of my he's favorite... Solid. He's one of my favorite pieces, so he's on here. <laughs> no, he actually has done pretty well, and in the few rocks that he's been played in, he's actually done pretty damn well. Uh, he has... We're talking about Warstar from Wolverine X-Men. He was a super rare. 177 points, 5 range. What's cool about him, for one, he has longevity. He has 7 clicks of life. He has 5 clicks clicks of Invincible. invincible. And then 2 of Invul. All of his clicks have Battle Fury. 
and the first three clicks have super strength, the next three clicks have pulse wave. So he always is doing shit tons of damage. He ignores characters and hindering, and he has Beanie. So Beanie starts the game attached to Warstar. He's a bystander token. When he's on Warstar, his powers can't be countered, and he does not have Battle Fury, so he can use his 5 range. And you cannot outwit his Invincible or his uh, uh, Indomitable. When you pop Beanie off, Beanie himself has Pulse Wave and Outwit. But most importantly, Beanie has a special movement power where you give Beanie a power action and Warstar gets to do a full movement for free. So in no tactics formats, you are you have a huge alpha strike advantage that most of the other teams aren't going to have access range. to. So you just so you can pop Beanie off, have Beanie give the action. Warstar moves up eleven squares, picking up an ultra heavy on his way, and then charges for six more. So he just crossed the map seventeen squares and then hits an adjacent figure. So there's literally and he ignores hindering and characters. So there's almost no map that he couldn't, if you wanted to, get across the entire board and hit you in the face with 11 attacks, 7 damage. Yep. There's a, there's almost no map in the whole entire game that he couldn't do that on. It'd have to be a really tricky elevated one, and you'd have to be really far in the corners of the starting zones. I seriously think Warstar still has potential to this point. I think he does Especially too. Especially with uh, Ultra Heavies rolled in after Wolverine and the X-Men. Um, we still got... Well, easy access to Ultra Heavies, yeah. we should say. Yeah, um... Well, before you couldn't play him with relics and resources. Right. Because it was only the tank turret. Um, we've got cheap TKs for him now. So you can get 19 range out of that 11. Teleport, a, or move him 8 squares forward, then charge your 11. Um, Battle Fury counters some of the mind control, so you're not dealing with uh, Brother Voodoo later in the game. Unless Beanie's popped off and he loses it, of course. Um, Invincible counters Red Lantern Ring, which is great. And an 11 attack value starting is really great for that alpha strike. His his battle fury is when you pop Beanie off, he gets battle fury back. It ignores shape change. Yeah. So when you go up against the star sapphires, you don't have to worry about wasting your attack on them. And it's worth taking one click of mystics to deal them seven damage yeah. and kill them in one hit. So he's he's almost a really good star sapphire. Hey killer. Hunter, what's a construct that would just make that seven damage brutal? Scissors. Give him exploit with that. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah. He, he almost is really, like, he's he's a Star Sapphire killer. Because, not only that, what do his attack and uh, damage values change to as he takes his first few clicks of damage? They, they don't, don't change. <laughs> they stay on 11-4 on every click. Did I mention his damage is never below 4 on his whole entire dial either? I mean, this is this figure is very true to the comics version of him. He's also got... And I just, I love it so much. He's got that late game thing that I hate more than anything. And that is when you finally bust a piece down... And you think they're out of the ringer, and then they have a pulse wave four damage on your ass. I mean, like honestly, I I think we could see Warstar come back. All right, so the rest of the that's it for the main squad. But we have a couple honorable mentions. Uh, John Stewart, the L the LE version from Green the Green Lantern version from War of Light number one zero five. The only thing keeping him off this list is his high price tag at 165 points, but he's the one who can running shot, precision strike, and RCE all in the same action. At 10 range. At 10 range. Ignoring and ignores characters. hindering characters. And then his construct on top of that. 
so the only bad thing is hit off of top click he's really kind of erratic and his 165 uh cost is just a tiny bit high but he really he has potential for sure and he's super cheap to pick up if you'd like to pick him up then i thought the sentinels were worth mentioning the Captain America one, and the especially the uh, Alpha class with the attack mode and defense mode. I'm still sad we didn't see as many Alpha class Sentinels as I thought we would at freaking Gen Con. We've seen a, a couple in ROCs. They've done pretty decent. Um, I've played them in two different tournaments so far, not lost a game with them. They are super... Actually, the second one wasn't a tournament. It was just a few pickup games. But I have not lost a game with these guys. They are super good. They're real. I mean, if you know when to switch and what you're going to be on when you switch... They are super fun, and I can't even imagine playing them with Master Mold. I can't wait to try that. I don't. Then uh, Weapon of Cord, you all know what he does. He's on here because he has versatility. He'd do best in no tactics formats, where he has all the uh, he has the goodie bag of powers, and your opponent has very limited access to anything, where he has access to pretty much everything. Yep. Uh, he's but pricey his, at 211 yeah his pricey is what kept him off the main list is that he cost 211 points but he's super cheap to buy if you'd like to pick him up and try him and then Tyrant Tyrant is a piece we've talked about a little bit before I feel like he has a he still has a little bit of potential I think especially at 225 where you have room to fill him up with maybe a resource and an and a entity or something like that but uh, that defense power with when he's dealt damage, roll a d6. On a 1 to 3, he can use Invincible. On a 4 to 6, he ignores all damage. And then Power Cosmic, so that can't be outwitted. And his trait, adjacent opposing characters can't use relics or resources. When Tyrant is adjacent to an opposing character assigned a relic or resource, modify his values by plus 1. Uh, the other thing with that defense power is it's not can't be re-rolled. So if you're running Blue Lantern with him... Yeah, that's what. Then that's a combo we mentioned when we did our um, lantern. Remember, we did our lantern yeah. episode. So that's why I think him with an with an entity and then throwing the the blue lantern. I mean, it could be nasty. And it it's not like the thing is. Even if he ends up with invincible top dial and takes that hit, it's they'd have to deal eight damage for him to. Let's see, one, two, three, uh, six damage for him to miss his third click. So it's still he can take some hard hits. And not just that, he's going to be absorbing a lot of, even if on oh, 50% chance, he's going to be absorbing a lot of objects and heavy hits and shit like that before. The only thing he's weak to, period, is Pulse Wave. Yep. Because his defense power can be ignored, and his roll says he ignores all the damage. I mean, I guess they wouldn't get the roll at all anyway, so that yeah. wouldn't come into effect. So those are some honorable mentions for you, too. Pieces that just missed the mark. So hopefully that gives you guys an idea. Some pieces you might have missed out on over the... A lot of those were brand new figures or pretty recent sets. Bring back Warstar 24. Bring back Warstar. I'm going to hashtag that. It's going to get retweeted a thousand times. Next up, we have the last time that we're going to introduce this game as Simply untitled. As untitled, yeah. Next week, when you hear it, it will be introduced with its new official title. Right now, Harry's the reigning champ at plus three points over the other two of us. Uh, we're going to play Austin's Game Show. That's what it's going to be called for the last time. If you would like to follow along, you can do so. We're going to call up Harry Dempsey and see if he wants to join us this week. Hello. Hey. How's it going, Harry? 
It's your favorite time of the week. I know I wait for it every week. How's Christmas shopping going? What was that? The weeds, etc. time? Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, I just called it a no-go on the Christmas shopping. I didn't even make it to Greenwood. <laughs> it's pretty bad right now. I It took forever just to drive, pick up Austin, and come back. It's ridiculous. So, uh, if you guys want to follow along with us at home and play along with us, what you will do is Austin's going to have three different figures. And Harry and I are trying to guess before time runs out. If time runs out, Austin wins. If not, we win. The name of the game is using these clues that are randomly generated and using them to figure out what piece Austin has in his brain. Hopefully he chooses something other than Bad Samaritan. I'm literally going to pick three Bad Samaritans one week. The sad thing is you probably would get us on at least a couple of them. I'd get you on the first two and then I'd throw in something random for the third one. So, if you want to play along, listen to the clues, the two clues that Austin gives at each stage, pause the podcast, come up with your own guess, and then press play and listen to Harry and I's guesses and go from there. But pause in between the clues and the guesses, that way we don't mess it up for you, and you can kind of come to your own conclusions. It's Wolverine. Let's go with the first figure. Our clues are 12 and 10. Name of a special power, opening movement power. Charge, no special powers. Well, that narrows it down. It's Batman. <laughs> I'm waiting for Harry. <laughs> uh, I'm up here. Nope. Warstar. Nope. Step number two, 13, 9. Opening attack power, any special combat symbols. Uh, Indom. Precision Strike. So we got Indom, Charge, Precision Strike. That's all we really have so far. Hmm. Um, Gamora? Nope. Okay. I can't think of one. <laughs> Stage 3. 11, 8. Range and number of bolts. Name of trait. No no range, one bolt. Trait, I will finish what I began. Hmm. This could be pretty much anybody. <laughs> and that trait is not very specific. You guys, like, literally rolled the worst possible things to guess this piece. Let's see. Well, charge precision strikes are usually, like, that's why I said Gamora, maybe like a Batrox or something, but but start what I began doesn't make, or finish what I began doesn't make any sense. I was thinking maybe a Drax might make sense with that trait, but he doesn't usually have precision strike. Doesn't usually. I don't think he does on any of them, of his new dials, though. Um... Batman. <laughs> Oh, man, Harry, you got it. How'd you do that? He's going to throw in a Batman one of these days just to mess, <laughs> mess with us, and we're going to randomly get him. I know, that's why I'm... I'm like, don't say Batman. Uh, I'll go with Wolverine. I have no idea. No, it's a... Uh, Days of Future Past 14 Colossus. All right, fine. Precision Strike on Colossus top dial. I, You know, Colossus doesn't strike me as a, a precise, precise striker. <laughs> but, uh, you know, whatever, Whiskits, that's fine. 
All right, Austin wins round one. Woo! Round two, number seven, number 11. Rarity, name of trait. All right, we're kicking off with some good ones. Uncommon. Oh, shit. For Dawnstar. Oh, shit. What's the one that's with... Ugh. What'd you say? For Dawnstar. Shit, I forgot trait was even one of the things. I can't remember the name of the dude. I know, that's the best part. It's not Cosmic Boy. It's totally Cosmic Boy. I don't think it's Timberwolf. It's totally Timberwolf. It's somebody boy, I'm sure. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think it's Colossal Boy, or is it Colossal? I'll guess Colossal Boy. Nope. Okay. I don't think I didn't think I was him. Star Boy. Nope. All right, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it, Harry. We got this one. I can smell it. I don't know these guys very well. I don't either, but we can figure it out. Nine and ten. Uh, name or any special combat symbols? Name of special power. Uh, flight and. The battle ends here. Shit. What did we say? Uncommon? Uncommon. Light ray? Nope. Oh, damn. You were so hopeful. It was just so great hearing it get crushed. Well, I know he's... I'm pretty sure he's uncommon. Lightning lat? Nope. No, he's a common. Damn it. We gotta (laughs) get this, Harry. We gotta get it. Four and fourteen. Named keyword... Well, god dang it. Named keyword opening defense power. Invul and Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> Fucking son of a bitch. I think I played Dane to everybody from Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to get this one. I'm sure you I'm will. I'm not letting him sneak by. <laughs> I believe in you. <sighs> Just take a drink here while I'm... Mon-El. Nope. Monel has an A and B dial. Monel A. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Take all the time you need, buddy. I'll just sit here gloating. I gotta stop picking slosh characters. It's just not even right. There's too many lads and boys and lass and girls and ass and smack and I don't know what else going on over there in the Superman Legion of Superheroes. Remember that time we talked about how it was like a special education kindergarten when it came to naming their superheroes? Dude, I can't figure it out. It's modern age, right? Oh, it's modern. Okay, so it's not any of them from the Superman set because that's the ones my brain keeps going to because of that. Oh, that's right. Star Boys from those. It's not Matter Eater, lad. It, I don't think it's Ultra Boy, because I don't think Ultra Boy is a uncommoner, is he? I think he is uncommon. And what'd you say, Envil? I'll go with Ultra Boy. It's not Ultra Boy. God damn it. Wildfire, 021 Slosh. Who He's the say? one that has the stop clicks at the beginning. That's who I was thinking of. But didn't I say... No, I said Light Ray. You said Light That's Ray. That's who was in my head was the <laughs> blow-up. That's the guy that blows up, right? Yep. I said the wrong goddamn name. Uh, no, Light Ray's the one who blows up with Pulse Wave. This is the one that... Uh, he has the stop. Sticks. He has the stop click and does Imperv Regen, and then you can use the different reaction. I don't think Light Ray's even a uh, slosh guy. I mean, he's from the set, but I think he's a new guy, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know. Ah, I got two on you this week. Bitch. Alright. We gotta redeem ourselves. Last figure. Point value. Opening damage power. 78 and shape change. 
Shadowlass. Son of a fucking bitch. Did I get it? Yeah. Dude, that should count for two if I get it on the first recording. Oh, damn, son. Wow, I did not exp- How did you- I had to redeem myself from freaking wild ass, whatever his name is. Have you played the shit out of this piece or something? No, I've just- I mean, I played her once. Damn, son. I seem to remember her being 78. <laughs> Harry, you want to take a guess since that wasn't it? <laughs> I'm just going to open my thing and pick a new one real quick. <laughs> quick search, 78. Shape change. <laughs> Hold on, let me quick search, 78 points. Shape change. change. How many different guesses could Hunter have made of figures he knew? There probably are no other ones. That, that That's a very specific point value. Obnoxio. Oh, wait, not on opening not, click, That's though. cheating. Yeah, nobody has it on opening click. She's the only one. Oh, Joker Sergeant. I've played him a lot. Oh, that's true. But he's not modern age anymore, sadly. I can't believe you got that one. Well done. All right, well, unfortunately... Harry's still one point ahead of me, and I'm still one point ahead of you now. Austin's still... Uh, Austin won this week, but we'll be back next week, and we'll get a fresh start at beating him. Well, thanks for joining us, Harry. No problem. Later. Oh, man. Drew would be punching me in the arm right now for those first two. On to community. Where we have a new winner in Dow Design. Actually, Psych, it's Renocon. He won yet again. This I'm is totally his, baffled by this. This is his third win. Tying Battering and Swagnito, I think. Uh, so congratulations to him. If you'd like to check out the dials, uh, go to our link on our podcast description. Go to the Dial Design. I just Check want it to out. say, people who take part in our dial design are the most attractive and intelligent individuals I've ever seen in my life. They are, and we have a lot of new ones. The, the second week, there were like a bajillion dials. Um, so, this week we're taking off. Of course, December's done, and you guys get a nice Christmas break. But we'll start back on December 28th. We'll actually start January a little early on December 28th. So, be on the lookout for that on HC Realms. As far as mailbag, we we have a little lighter mailbag than usual, but we we do have a few things. Did we actually get some of our fans we screwed up with with the timeline changes last week? We did. Like, look at these. <laughs> All four emails are from Tuesday. <laughs> so, oh wait, I just got an influx of... Okay, none of those are from listeners. Alright, so let's kick it off with Eric Lennel. He sent these questions late. Number one, favorite Prime and Flash. Favorite... Oh, Black Lantern. So we, so we have... What do we have? We have Rival... Bizarro Flash, Black, Black Lantern, Lantern Zoom. Zoom, and who's the last is one? Is it an alternate Professor Zoom? Or whatever? I think it is, uh, uh, the, I can't remember what his exact name is, what we'll to look. Dark Flash, that's right. Oh, yeah. From New 52. Or not from New 52, uh, Wet's Wally. Um, I think, I played Rival this past week. He's cool. But um, he's lacking a little bit. I gotta say, you know what he lacks? The he, fact that he's not Black Lantern Zoom. He needs a he needs eleven attack top dial. If he had eleven instead of a ten, I'd be definitely sold. Um, I definitely I think I gotta go with uh, Dark Flash too, or uh, with the Black, Lantern, Black Zoom. Lantern Zoom. I've played against Dark Flash and Sealed twice now, and he's actually not as nasty as he looks. Yeah, that toughness top dial really hurts him because he can get just blasted. But uh, he's still they're all really good for their oh, point yeah. Um, best primes out of any set, I'd probably say. They're yeah. definitely up there. Spider-Man was pretty good, too. I mean, to be fair, you put a hypersonic on damn near anything, and it's good. But... Actually, I think Spider-Man's probably the best, because we had Hannibal King. Which is awesome. 
Brother Voodoo, Alyosha Craven, and Prime Hobgoblin. Like those are all winners. That's true. That, yeah. That's they're all winners. So I think Spider Man will always go down as probably the best one. Number two, what is your most wanted unmade generic? Nope. I, I assume he means figure, not keyword. No, this is just hmm. unmade. Well, if he said, "What's my most wanted?" I'd like some new soldier dudes, like just you know, like some more generic soldier guys. But unmade. I'd I'd also love some new Atlanteans or Amazons, but they've yeah. been made before too, so that's a tough one. Hmm. I want the Crime Buster Tony Stark suits that were built for uh, Shield to track down the heroes during Civil War. Those were pretty cool. I want BPRD agents. Yeah, but that would require that ain't happening. That would require sorry, more Hellboy clicks. Um, man, there's some good ones. I want a generic robot. Doesn't have to Don't be like any. Some, we have some, but I mean, just a flat generic robot. Just named robot. Just named robot. Okay. Can it be iRobot or Droid or something like that? Can it be iRobot? No, it can't be iRobot. Okay. That's that's uh, trademarked. Can can a, we have a Will Smith that alter egos into an iRobot somehow? Are you ready for the fact that we might get a Will Smith click when we get Suicide Squad no, click? That's true. We might. We need a what was that uh, superhero movie where Hancock? He was, Han- we need a Hancock click. No, no, we don't. Number four, favorite lunch meat. Uh, that's ham. Honey glazed ham for me. High five, buddy. <laughs> I, have, I have actually had this argument with no less than five people this week. I kid you not. Everyone keeps saying turkey for some damn reason, and I think the world's gone mad. I I usually eat turkey because it's better for me. But if I'm like if if I'm like I don't care about anything, I just want what do I like the best is definitely honey glazed ham. I go to freaking the deli and I get like that fresh thin sliced honey ham. Oh my gosh. Number five, which figures should I look at adding to Suicide Squad teams via the new Amanda Waller figure? This is a figure I was actually wanting to talk about on the podcast, so let's bring her up. I'm glad he wrote us about this. Amanda Waller was a rare from the Flash set. Hunter, I got a question. What's that? Are you pretending to be Eric and sending us emails to answer <laughs> to show not. off things that you want to show off? I am not, because I know this is a real person, because I mailed him a Phoenix Force. I, I think it was him. I'm pretty sure it was him that I mailed that Phoenix Force. Uh, anyways, so he's talking about the trait called Special Recruit. When you build your force, choose a character with Arkham Asylum, Injustice League, Rogues, Secret Society, or Society. Keyword. That character can use Suicide Squad keyword this game. No point value restriction, no nothing. So really he's Lex asking... Luther. He's really asking what are the best Arkham Asylums, Injustice Leagues, Rogues, Secret Society, all that good stuff. Um, Bizarro? Well, for one, Bizarro. Yeah. Uh, wait, no, he doesn't have that. He just has Legion of Doom, I think. I thought he had society. We're going to find out right now. Yeah, just Legion of Doom. He's not a legal target. Oh, man. Um, uh, Solomon Grundy is a, is a really yeah. good one. Uh, we'll pull up Arkham Asylum because there's I have several favorite figures out of that keyword. Harley Quinn, which, which she has makes sense because anyway. she, yeah, she already has Suicide Squad, the new one at least. Um, let's see here. Deadshot from Arkham Origins. Oh, damn. Shiva from Arkham Origins is also very, very good. Calendar Man, Scarecrow, those are both very legit. I love the Joker Thugs, one of my favorite generics ever from Batman. Oh, yeah, especially for freaking Mastermind Fodder. I love the Joker Thugs. Um, let's see. We also would have Mr. Freeze. Very good figure. Uh, Ultimate Clayface. Those are the best... Arkham Asylums we have. 
Then, who are the other ones? Rogues and Justice League Society and Secret Society. Rogues, we already know the good rogues. Yeah. Because um, we've been talking about them so much lately. Society, that's one worth uh, pulling up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because Society has issues making theme teams because they have so many expensive figures. Yeah, this is actually good. That That's true. If you wanted to play Society, you would almost you could almost just play Amanda. Or wait, she doesn't have it cause that, so that wouldn't help. But the, you would at least still have a theme team. Yeah, you'd have a Suicide Squad theme yeah. team. But... Doctor, or sorry, that's... Uh, we need to pull up the uh, uh, Gentleman Ghost. Yep. Amazo, I have not played yet, but people really seem to think is a really good figure. He looks pretty solid. He looks fun. I'll have to try him sometime. Uh, some of the rogues are already on, are on there from the Flash that a lot of the rogues had also had the society keyword. Um, that's about... Well, that's just secret <laughs> that's society. That's the secret society. That's about it. Now, the regular society has a few more better choices. It has Prime Cheetah, very good figure. Oh yeah, Jinx. The that Doctor Light from Teen Titans is actually pretty damn legit. Deathstroke is, is as well from Teen Titans. Deathstroke from Sh- Streets of Gotham. Onomatopoeia. Lex Luthor from Tenth Anniversary. Black Adam from Superman. Calculator, you gotta have. Oh, I love Calculator from Arkham Asylum, and that's about it. We've done him on Silver Age Value Corner, haven't we? I don't think he's been on Value Corner, but we've talked about him in other top. I when know we every did time DC we, keywords. Yeah, when we did society, I know every time we talk about society, we bring him up because he he's the linchpin, and that's part of why Waller's really good for this because Calculator really is he fills in that gap that you need, and throwing Waller in there allows you to really expand your team yeah, building you, options. You need that. a small points uh, support piece besides Jinx. Yeah. Jesse Robertson has some bat-related questions. Hey guys, I'm from Cincinnati, and I can't stand Skyline chill- Skyline either. Woo! You were talking about the Batman set. What did you think of the 001 full points Batman? I I really like. Is them. that the one that changes your team to have? He gives them um, all stealth. I'll, I'll pull yeah. him up here. Yeah, I really like that Batman. He's fun. He's not the best Batman ever, but he's solid and he's fun. Then that's the two most. Yeah, I've had a blast. I've played this one actually quite a few times now because I play a lot of a uh, JLI. He has a trait called Team Leader at the beginning of the game. Choose a keyword Batman possesses. He has Batman Family, Gotham City, Justice League, Justice League International, and Outsiders. All friendly characters with that keyword and a lower point value. He's two hundred. Can use the Batman ally team ability while Batman is on the map. Yep. I've played him on the large point games. Like, if we throw a thousand point game, I'll play JLI and throw him on there because stealth on all of them is great. I really like this Batman at 100 as well. He doesn't have moving attack. He has flurry. But he He doesn't have the trade either, though. He has 11-3. And he has, uh, when he's marked with one action token, modifies attack value plus one. And then, again, he has reflex on that. So, at times, he can get up to a 13 attack with flurry or be a 12-4 with flurry. So, he's very dependable. He also has endom. Um, I like him as well. Uh, he also says, What was your favorite Batman set we got last year? The full Batman set, Streets of Gotham, No Man's Land OP, Batman Classic, or Arkham Origins? Well, unfortunately, my favorite set of all time, Dark Knight Rises, I believe was not last year. It was older than yeah, that. Yeah, it was 2012. Uh, where is it? It was back there. I just saw it. Yeah, it was 2012. Um, that's a hard choice. I liked a lot of what we got out of Streets of Gotham because we got a lot of characters that needed new, modern, updated versions and stuff like yeah, that. But I also really loved the Batman set. I agree. I think I'm gonna have to go with the original Batman, the basic Batman. It set. also brought some. Um, <coughs> excuse me. It brought some pieces that we really needed in clicks, like Grifter. Um, 
we needed a new August general like they did at some of the great I ten want guys. More great ten. We need to finish them out. They reclicks a lot of villains we needed. Mister Freeze. Um, some villains we had never gotten before, got like KGB and stuff. stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, all the Batman Inc. guys that had never been clicked. It really did. Except I never except for Squire and Knight. I kind of had forgotten how many unclicked characters were in that set, in oh, the yeah. Batman set. And this also was the first set that you and I played a ton of sealed for. Oh, yeah. Like, the previous sets, we had played clicks, but not sealed all the time. And Batman sealed is the one we still, to this day, <laughs> have played the most of. Like, and to be fair, the sealed we played before that, if we did play, was usually Chaos War, which was terrible sealed. Because it was, did someone pull a, a... There were, like, two or three figures that were just nightmares. Uh, Chaos War, Doom King. Doom King. Centroid. For instance, Josh came with me and Ricky one time. <laughs> Chaos War sealed. Pulled Doom King. He's played clicks like one time in his life, and like wins the whole tournament because no one else can even damage <laughs> Doom King. Um, yeah, Centroid too. Genesis Vell did pretty well for, yeah. in sealed too. Uh, he says, being a Bat fan, did you hear about the reissued Batman animated series? Slash New Adventures of Batman figurines. They're pretty sick looking for anyone that grew up with that show. They're plain awesome. See, I don't really collect figurines, but that's pretty sweet. I don't either. I'm a huge Batman animated series, though. I have all the DVDs, and I still, I've rewatched them uh, last year. I'm going to rewatch them again soon, because Ashley has never seen them, and I'm like, and I discovered that the other day, and so <laughs> she absolutely has to watch them. Uh, Blaine Campbell writes, Hey guys, I love the show. Especially, I especially enjoy metagame discussion segments as I come from an MTG background, like Austin does. Yay! And know about the meta potential of a piece is sometimes more important than their overall strength. I was very happy to see that you guys were discussing Flash implications on the meta, as Flash has a ton of awesome pieces with uh, that have a ton of applications. I was wondering why the chase question... And to a lesser extent, Chase Pandora didn't make the list. Both I are, forgot about him. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about Question. He definitely would have been on the list. Pandora might have slightly missed it for me. But she is very she good. She is very good. She is good. Uh, both are fine secondary attackers and don't ever really have to clear. Question also having traded toughness and stealth is huge. Plus he is extra versatile from being, played at, from being able to be played at 100 or 60. Was their absence due to their so obviously being awesome, lack of availability, or do you guys have real doubts as to their meta implications? When we run our stuff, usually we don't take uh, availability into account for how meta potential something is because it's meta. People who want something are going to go find a way to get it. Unless it's like a super ultra chase, there's only one given out at Gen Con every year or something like that. Um, but no, they're, they're solid ass pieces. I, Question definitely for sure would have made it. I just totally did not. I even, don't know why. I, I, didn't, even... I didn't think to look at the chases when I made the list of figured. I don't think I even scanned down to the chases. Otherwise, Question definitely would have been there. Um, Pandora's good. She's, she's a great figure. I don't know. I feel like Question kind of fits her role, but slightly better. I agree. So I feel like if somebody wants that on their team, they're going to play Question over over Pandora. I think that's the issue with her. Uh, he I says, we forgot. <laughs> "Thanks and keep up the good work." P.S. I live in Buffalo, and our only chili restaurant is Wendy's. Even I can agree. Skyline chili is gross. Blaine <laughs> Campbell. We have a Gmail from Matt Heroic. I played full point Question. Here's another one. Full point Question and Pandora. For a local event. With Shimmer. And yes. With Shimmer. I love this man. Shimmer's Such a awesome. good, bad piece. 
I love Shimmer. And spent the whole evening apologizing for how obnoxiously good the chases were. In y'all's opinion, are the chases at their lower point values balanced enough for fun play? Or am I going to have to hold off playing some of my favorite characters except for competitive play? Oh, that's always a painful question. I, those those pieces, though, they're not cheesy in the sense of super cheap. Like, yeah, they don't have some crazy mechanic that makes the game over quick. I think that's what I think that's what annoys people more than anything is like when we were at is that forty five point game ending in two moves. When, and then... when we were at that point before utility belt got nerfed, where everything was alpha strike, alpha strike, alpha strike, and games were over just like that. I think that's what pissed people off the most when Justice League Team Base had just come out and all that stuff because they felt like they didn't even get a chance to play. Yeah. I feel like Question and Pandora are super good for their points, but they don't. You still get to play the game, and it's not like they're an auto win or anything. Yeah. And they just basically are super, super good for their points. They're like a brother voodoo. When you play against a brother voodoo, he's, he's, well, he's worth way over 79 points. But you still have a pretty decent chance yeah. at winning. It's not like he's a cheese cheese piece. I, I mean, guess. hell, I've played shitty teams and beat Brother Voodoo's before. It's possible. Um, that will do it for Gmail. We'll quickly open up Twitter and the Facebook group. Did we have a question this week? Like an actual... Uh... No, no uh, community question. So we have a email uh, message from... Sean, we, now we said his last name last time. We said it wrong. So he's... Says, hey again, guys. First of all, it was great hearing you guys try to pronounce my name a couple weeks ago. It felt like I was back in school and a substitute teacher was doing roll call. My last name is pronounced Lefave, but Austin was right that some people say Lefever. Anyway, here's my really stupid name for Austin's game show. I'll warn you, it's really dumb. Who dat clicks? See the, I I this, I, I just no. I flash back to the Saints a few years ago. And how many people spam message boards with who dat, who dat? And it just, it cringes. It's not a bad name, though. It just, it's bad memories and trauma. Uh, try asking each other that question. It makes me laugh every time. And then the, yeah, and then the 30 Rock reference. If that's too dumb, I have two slightly better titles. Unlike most of your submissions, they're not just other sentences with clicks swapped in. The Bad Samaritan game. Damn it, I like that one. It's simple. It implies Austin is the Bad Samaritan for trying to stump you while honoring the worst figure he will ever select for the game. Second, I'm honored of Harry. Oh, in honor. I think you meant to say in honor of Harry. You could simply call the game It's Not Batman. (laughs) To be fair, I would call it the latter, but there is the point at some point that I will pick like three Batmans or something and just screw with all of them. Let's see. Twitter we had another submission category for or sorry this is for the end of the year show category for year end show best hero click sculpt we've gotten that I, from a few yeah. other people too um, I'm gonna be I'm making those categories probably within the next couple weeks so but you guys can please continue to send those in to our Gmail and uh, we'll I think we might wait until the year's over I think we might wait till 2015. And then do our best of 2014 I show. would like to vote for sexiest Dial-H co-host that actually shows up. Uh, I think you got that category sewn up, I yes. guess. <laughs> uh, let's see. Brian Drake, I think he had a rules question. Yeah, here we go. So this is a cool rules question. Sidestep and Turtles trait. Does the movement restriction only count per move or per character per turn? On last week's episode, y'all mentioned sidestep and then a short running shot. 
Would that work, or would the trait count two from the sidestep and then three from the running shot? Um, it, in, I read it as those would be two separate movements. If we read Turtle's trait, it says, when another character moves at least five squares and actions resolve. So that's the, that's the cue right there. The action of sidestep, it, a sidestep is its own action. It's give him a free action, move him two squares. Once you get done with that, that action resolved. So if you do it from the, that, basically wipes your slate clean. Now, if you running shot, you have five squares that you can move basically before it's gonna turtle's trade is gonna get you. Um, running shot in itself is its own action. So yeah, they would count as two separate instances. It would wipe the slate clean in between each one. Uh, but if you really are worried about it, you can always, as always, you can ask a question on the WizKids rules uh, forums. He says, when, then when the action that caused the fifth square resolve, would it kick in? Yeah, it, it like I said, it, it'll be two separate, two separate things. Um, Renacon, I think we read Renacons last week. No, he has some. He also has some categories for the year-end show. Favorite comic-based movie of the year? That's a good one. Favorite comic-based TV show of the year? You know, usually that would be uh, something we couldn't have enough uh, nominees for, for, but, but this year, year we've we got do. Arrow, Flash, we've got uh, Shield. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Best comic... And uh, Constantine. I always forget about that one. Oh yeah, I still haven't watched Constantine. I'll have to... You know what? We'll do that one, and we'll all go ahead and catch up on everything. Best comic event of the year? Most fun non-meta figure to play? Warstar. Uh, but no, Warstar didn't come out in 2014. Okie dokie. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. As I said a few minutes ago, please send any ideas. Oh, so we, we need to... I was about to say, Hunter. We, well, let me finish up this spiel. Uh, please send any ideas for the end of the year episode. If you have a good idea for a category, whether it be clicks, comics, movies, TV shows, anything. A, a, something you think would be a good idea for a category... Continue to send those in at dial H for hero clicks at gmail.com or you can like us on Facebook, message us there or follow us on Twitter, message us there, anywhere. Uh, I'll be picking the uh, kind of my favorite ones out of all those and then, I, like I said, I think we'll do that probably in 2015. We, we can look back at everything, especially comics because there's still a couple more weeks of good stuff. So, we have to officially decide before we end the episode. I have been beating myself up all episode long. Um, and it's it's still a really hard choice. Now, even though I'm the host and I do all the work on this show, most of the work, I shouldn't say all the work, because lately I've been assigning you homework, basically. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you pick the name since it's your, since it's your segment. So, uh, what are you thinking? Hunter, I think we should play some Bad Samaritan. Oh my goodness, that's not the one. Okay, fair enough. Uh, there, I like there it too. Some good one. I like it too. It works. It, it gives it some personality. I liked Are You Smarter Than a Clicks Player, but it didn't exactly fit the the nature of what we were doing with it. Um, there were a lot of really hard ones. What was the one that you liked the most? I like Smarter Than a Clicks Player. I did too, but it just... I don't know. So the winner is Sean Lafarve. Or, sorry, did we say his name right? Sean... Yeah, Lafave. Sorry, Sean Lafave, and just his, get an email about that. And his submission, <laughs> the Bad Samaritan game. I just like Bad Samaritan. Should we call it Bad Samaritan? Let's play some Bad Samaritan. All right, yeah, that's fine. We'll call it Bad Samaritan.
So Sean doesn't win. No, Sean wins. <laughs> I made it up. He didn't win anything, but he won. He has bragging rights for the rest of the existence of Dowlish for Heroclix. Which is however, like another week. However long that's Because that Drew is probably plotting our deaths right now. He's been listening to every podcast, letting that rage build. Until next time, this is Hunter signing off for Austin and the Clicksmas Grinch Drew. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Santa put gifts under Christmas trees. Decorate the house.